0: Hello and welcome back to the Future Work Life Podcast. And in today's episode, we're on to the next part of the flywheel, which is community. And there's a couple of episodes we're going to do about community. One about connection. That's what we're going to cover tomorrow. Today, we're going to talk about a word not many people enjoy, networking. Neither the word they enjoy nor a habit they tend to build. Um, And I was certainly one of those people. I've actively avoided networking, probably to my detriment for years. Even though I used to run my last company, I worked in sales roles, I still hated networking. The idea of walking into a room full of strangers and start randomly introducing myself actually still makes me perspire right now. However, however, I've got pretty good at networking over the past couple of years. So at the beginning of COVID, obviously, we all had to retreat to our homes and start working digitally. And actually, I realized that helped me. I was more natural in that situation. I was able to perhaps follow my curiosity more without feeling uncomfortable in um, approaching people whose work I enjoyed. So my rule has become something really, really simple. If I come across the work of somebody um, online and I read it or I listen to it and I enjoy it, then I often just contact them and tell them that. And I don't necessarily want anything from back from them. I just want to point out that I've enjoyed it. And now I'm actually creating content myself. I realize how valuable um, and appreciated that is. Now, that's what led to my podcast. So I started my newsletter, started uh, getting a few people saying, oh, you should turn it into a podcast. I wasn't really sure whether I wanted to do that or not. But what I did is, thought, okay, well, who would be the most interesting people to chat to? Who would I most enjoy asking questions to? created a list and just started emailing them and explaining why I was interested in their work, perhaps picking out a couple of things that they'd written or shared through their podcast or TV series, whatever it is, um, and explained that to them. And then simply said, I'd love to talk to you about it more on the podcast. So began my reinvention of myself as someone who actually enjoys networking, which is lucky, of course, because if you look at almost all metrics, on average, the Size and quality of your network tends to determine whether you are successful or not. So, pays to get used to it or find a way, at least, to make networking work for you. So, how can we do that? Well, as networking has such a bad name, I've phrased it as community. Community, oh, feels a lot nicer, doesn't it? Um, you know, okay, it's a bit of a buzzword at the moment, but I don't just necessarily think about communities online. I'm just think I think about everything. You know, the community in our local area, which, by the way, of We've had a reinvention, I think, also since COVID, as people have kind of tended to work in a more distributed manner. Um, But communities online are a fascinating emerging space. And I've talked a few times in this podcast series about the Internet, its size, its reach, its scale. And communities are a great example um, about how you can find those who share an interest, however niche, with you, and you can connect with them online. And over the past few years, I've joined a number of online communities, some of which I've stayed a member of for a few weeks, you know got some, something interesting out of it. or in some cases it wasn't really for me whether it's the format or just the subject matter and some communities have yielded friendships and partnerships and, and relationships there with people with whom I've since collaborated consistently and also learn loads from. So finding a tribe, finding that group of people who share your interests can create tremendous collaboration and learning opportunities. Now, as we consider either taking a brand new step in our careers or just trying to accelerate the growth of them, it's kind of easy to retreat to what and who we know. Um, it might be an industry war we've worked in. It might be a role you can do with your hands tied behind your back. And importantly, you may only seek the counsel of those closest to you, which undoubtedly can offer some value as a source of support. But unfortunately, it's the wrong strategy for making big changes. It limits yourself to a close knit group and therefore puts unnecessary constraints on your opportunities. Why? Well, as sociologist Mark Granovetter has made famous, it's this concept of strong and weak ties. And the weaker the ties, actually the broader the network of opportunities and therefore the higher chance of you finding something new. So what can you do in practice to build the kind of network that's going to help you grow your career? Well, you might adopt what's called a sample approach with numerous one-to-one friendships, none of whom know each other. Even better, you might focus on compartmentalizing your network, reducing the chances of operating in an echo chamber, which is the downside of a tight knit network and mitigating the risk of losing connection with a single link in the chain. So that's compartmentalizing your network. Now in practice, all of this means building relationships with various groups, independent of one another, each bringing a different point of view, set of expertise and an extended network of contacts. The table. Now we're going to get into another reason people don't like networking because all of this sounds quite transactional. Uh, what can I get out of someone in order to get ahead? But it needn't really feel like that. In fact, the most effective networking comes when you think of reciprocating uh, with another person. And this is something Adam Grant talked about in his book Give and Take. As much as we think about what someone can do for us, we should consider what we can do for them too. Of course, sometimes you think, well, actually, what can I give to somebody? This is somebody more senior in in an industry, somebody who's got more experience. But here's a challenge for you, because everyone has something to offer. In fact... This is what's really fascinating—the idea of reverse mentoring, which um, is becoming more popular right now. Because if you're a senior member of staff, it's valuable to get the perspective of somebody new, somebody who's fresh into the workforce. Not only because they've got a different perspective as a member of another generation, but because they're seeing things differently from you up up on high in your position. And there's always these benefits to be had when you can bring unique perspective and unique experience to the table. So, be active in planning how you want to build your network. Actually, write down list of people who you think might be able to help you out and then go to those people and speak to them but also offer their recommendations about others that they know. Try to keep that list as varied as possible, and be quite specific about what your objectives are, both in terms of how that person can help you, but also what you want to give back to them. So that's networking. Hopefully, it's not too painful. As I said, I really enjoy networking now, and I just I approach it from a position of curiosity. When I'm interested in someone, that's when I contact them, and it's a hell of a lot easier then to engage with them, and it comes across. You know, people believe what I'm saying to them. I'm not bullshitting them. I'm not pretending I'm interested in something uh, just to try and get ahead i'm genuinely offering my enthusiasm and interest in what they do and i think that's the best approach to it thanks for listening so second part of the community section tomorrow but focused on how to build connection with others